Hello, this is Mark. Welcome to my podcast. This is uh, the technical details for the instruments of a Diamond DA-20 aircraft. And this doesn't apply to any other aircraft, but a lot of the instruments will be similar in the aircraft that you fly. The reason why I'm doing this particular lesson is because I don't pay attention to all of the instruments, and I would like to have a better scan of what's going on and to apply that to how the aircraft is behaving. So here I'm going to start. Um, first with the set of instruments that I watch the least. On the right side of the control panel, you'll notice a series of eight dials. The top four dials are uh, the exhaust temperature, the cylinder head temperature, the fuel pressure, and the quantity of fuel. The exhaust temperature is used for leading the engine. You want to go 25 degrees rich of peak performance. So you richen it up, or you lean it up until it's until the hottest point, and then you richen it up again uh, so that you're 25 degrees less than that peak. Cylinder head temperature, basically want to stay in the green arc. Um, don't take off until it's in the green arc, and if it goes above the green arc, lower the power setting. Um, maybe richen the mixture up. The fuel pressure there's probably a problem. If it goes in those red zones, you probably want to land, um, maybe check the pump, uh, maybe put on some prime. Um, and then the fuel quantity, if that goes down too low, land the plane quickly. The second set of dials are the oil temperature, the oil pressure, the amperage, and the volts. Oil temperature, pretty straightforward if it gets out of it probably will never go too cold it's just not likely to do it only when you're starting to plane you wanted to get in the green arc before you take off um, if it gets too hot um, that typically means you're too low on oil again you probably want to land the plane you're not an emergency but you probably want to do it right away the oil pressure same situation probably a little more hazardous if it gets to the red arcs you really want it to stay in the green the amperage, you want to have a positive rate of amps. If it's not positive, then it's possible that your alternator generator is um, on the fritz and not giving electricity. Not an emergency by any stretch because you can run off the battery for a little while, but you probably want to start heading home if you're within half an hour from landing, that's probably fine. And the voltage um, that could be a problem with your battery if it is out, uh, if it's it's not above 12 volts. Could be a problem with your voltage regulator. Um, that happens. Or uh, could be a problem with your alternator. You might want to flip one off or the other off. You, you don't want to ruin your electrical equipment. Could be the reason why your radio is not working. It could be the cause of a lot of different things. But it's good to just glance at most of these instruments and something I don't do enough. On the very right side of the aircraft are all the circuit breakers. And I don't believe that it's important to know um, which circuit breaker is in what location. That's not really the point. The, the, the time you're going to really use them is if in an emergency and uh, most likely you're just going to, you're going to pull the masters. And so anyway, here's a list of the circuit breakers that are there and just sort of knowing where they are on this aircraft. In the engine section is the start the fuel pressure and oil pressure, and the exhaust oil temperature. On the system section, it's flaps, trim, fuel quantity, uh, turn and slip, 
fuel pump. In the lights, there's strobe, landing, taxi, instrument, position, avionics, it's a master, master control, ICS, ATC, COM1, and GBS, NAV, PS, NAV1. Avionics is COM1 and equipment cooling. Electrical is the battery, the generator, generator control, and auxiliary power. And those are probably the most important right there, is if there's an electrical fire, you're going to kill the battery, you're going to kill the generator. You can pull all the rest out later. So those 250 ones at the bottom of the um, DA-20 are probably the most important. If you get those two, then you have time for the rest. And when you try to get your plane running again properly, after the fire's out, then you can worry about getting your radio back on. <laughs> and that's pretty much going to be the only time you play with that. The instruments that are in front of the pilot aren't as interesting for me to discuss. Um, if you have 20 or 30 hours under your belt, you're going to know what they do. There's no real reason to describe how they work and what they mean. More interesting to me is what happens or what does it mean when they fail? So when your speedometer fails, what do you look for? And uh, the answers are something like speedometer is both off your pitot tube and off your static port. So um, look to see what the other static intake port device is doing. And that would be your um, vertical speed indicator. See if, uh, if it's matching up. If it's not, then maybe your static port is clogged. Switch it over to your internal static if you have one. I don't think the DA20 has one. I'm not exactly sure. I, when I first started taking lessons in it, um, I couldn't find it. And I asked my instructor, and he didn't know if there, if there was one either. And, of course, your uh, compass card or your, your gyro compass that is off of the suction off the engine, as well as your artificial horizon. If they, so if they fail, they'll probably fail jointly. If it has to do with the suction, look at your dial on the suction in the upper left. Knowing which two devices are linked together will help you determine where the problem probably is. So the middle two devices, the horizontal, the artificial horizon, and your compass, those two are linked. Your speedometer, your altimeter, and your vertical speed indicator, those three are linked. And if your speed indicator indicates that it's failed and your altimeter and your vertical speed indicator look like they're right, then it's probably your tow tube that is failed. And if it's the other way around, something's really weird because it shouldn't happen. Next section is going to be the radios in the DA-20. The Garmin 430 is kind of the centerpiece of this particular Diamond DA-20. Above it, uh, and that's the big unit in the center here, and above it is the Navcom switch, and that controls the headphone volume in your squelch. And below the Garmin is another radio, and below that is the transponder. The Garmin controls both a one radio frequency that you could switch between and your uh, VORs, or can do your GPS, switch between VOR or GPS. And really, it it would need its own podcast segment all to itself I, if I tried to tell you much about it right here. It, I would just end up babbling on and on about it. It's pretty simple to use if you're just doing um, VFR flying. and uh, I suppose it's pretty simple to use in general, but um, with VFR flying, you don't really use much, it for much except as a radio. And that concludes this exercise. And uh, hope you learned something. Uh, I did just in having to say this aloud. <laughs>